Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I've been twice banned from TPR. I'm Ben, and I'm trying to set up a goatsy glow stick situation if anyone's interested. My name's Don Garrison. I'm basically coaster royalty, and I taught your mom that thing you like. Holy shit, give it up. We got Don Garrison in the studio. What's up, Don? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, sure. Welcome. Thanks for uh, bringing me by. I love the musty smell in this apartment. Well, it came with the place, so. I've got to say the cobwebs are a nice touch. Thank you. That's just for comfort. Perfect, perfect. Blasting too many uh, spidey webs. I see, I see. All right, that's fine. Just uh, let me know when I get to the part where I get to talk about myself. Go ahead. You can talk the whole show if you want. All right, so basically, uh, uh, the backstory for me, I think from about 2003 to 2006-ish, I was uh, quite popular and and, uh, well-loved on the West Coaster Nets and also the theme park, uh, what was it called, the theme park review site as Jesus Juice, I produced two embarrassingly full-length DVD releases of video footage of roller coasters that I took and edited to uh, early 2000s pop music, and I made a couple thousand dollars, and all was well until it was thrown right off of that. Since then, I've been getting into a variety of other hobbies and interests. Yeah, it sounds sounds good. You have a good life. How, how was that? Holy shit, we got a lot to dive into here. <laughs> um, so right now, all your stuff is up at YouTube under Don Coaster, correct? Don, that was right, yeah. So see, what I was going to do was steal all the idea of West Coaster and start my own crew called Don Coaster and do the trips and the t-shirts and the, uh, you know, uh, wife swapping and all that other antics that go on in the coaster community and then i just realized i just didn't care enough to follow through on any of that but the youtube name remains well there's definitely like you definitely hit a peak of coaster enthusiasm at some point and i think it's generally better to just like phase out at that point die a legend than burnout Well, you know, you reach a spot where, you know, you start off, you know, you're, you're traveling around the country regionally, you know, you finally go to King's Island and feel like you made it, you know, and then, you know, the next spot is international. And then after that, you're like, well, what the shit do I do now? You know, do, do I go to Portugal now every year? So it's like, you know, you know there, there's an upper limit to what you can reach. You know? Right. What's your count? Uh, last, when I gave up, it was about 975. Nice. Holy shit. Depending on how you count. So you're not sure if you hit a thousand, or do you know if you hit a thousand? Uh, probably right about there. Um, you know, uh, the problem, the, the thing I hit, you know, after I started going to Japan, I realized how much I loved it. So rather than going all over China and North Korea and all the other crap, I just keep going back to the same places because they're so awesome. So my count kind of stagnated a bit, and I'm not sad about it. <laughs> that makes sense. If you find something you love when you're traveling. How many times have you been over to Japan? Uh, we just got back from our fourth trip this last April, uh, which is fantastic. It was the first trip after I um, took two years studying the language in undergrad. And so now I can you know, read and write and communicate. And, and the, the place is just great. It's so great. Wow, man. Can I get you as a tour guide? 
Absolutely. I, I have a price I can be hired. Yeah, plan my entire <laughs> trip for me. <laughs> Done. <laughs> there you go. Send Don Coaster a message on YouTube. He'll plan your Japan trip tried- for you. <laughs> I was trying this thing. I mean, after like 800 coasters or something, I'm like, I, I was looking at other hobbies I can get into. So I got into going to um, university. And so I went there and then decided to go to graduate school too, um, just kind of still as a hobby. And uh, that brings me to now. It sounds like, sounds like everything's been going well. So where do you, where do you live? Where are your home parks? What do you, like, you know? Yeah. All right. So yeah, currently I'm posting up in North Idaho. Uh, it's a great home base for me. I live in a little river community right on the Washington border. Home park. What's, for- the, what's the street address? Yeah, it's uh, 832 uh, Your Mom's Super Hot Drive. That's <laughs> <laughs> up there by the Lakeport Edition. Uh, so home park is Silverwood, a little place you may have heard of. And man, is that a hard pain in the ass park to get to if you don't live next right. to it? It's even, I mean, it's still like five hours from Seattle and if you're like right next door. <laughs> uh, the first time we went, I didn't have a car, uh, but I was old enough where I could rent one and pay a subsidy. So I went to a Toyota rent a car and I wasn't supposed to take the car out of the state, but I was in the middle of California at the time. And over a 48 hour weekend, uh, we drove up to Seattle, went to the fun forest, was planning on just coming back. But then since we got through everything the first day, uh, I just decided to drive five hours, go to Silverwood for four hours and drive five hours back. And then all the way back to California and put 2,200 miles on a rental car nice, over a weekend. Right. Yeah, they, they were suspicious. I mean, California is a huge state <laughs> in shit. Yeah, <laughs> my backup plan was to tell them that I was helping a buddy move to Los Angeles. So we had to make three trips. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's what we had to put in to actually get to that freaking park at the time. Cause it was like, might as well have yeah. been on the moon. Yeah. I mean, I, when I went in 09, uh, a friend of ours and I, we drove from Chicago and it was like, I want to say it was like a 42 hour drive or something. So we hit like maybe two parks on the way out there, but just because there's really nothing between, you know, the two places. So far, there's Mon- far yeah, there's Mon- Montana and the Dakotas. So yeah, basically nothing. Yeah. We did hit that uh, movie theater or that, uh, the drive-in movie theater. I was want to go there. <laughs> it was a shithole and they definitely like, were very weird about, two 19 year old guys trying to ride this kitty coaster <laughs> in the middle of nowhere with Illinois plates. Like they're sketched out. At least you weren't like 40. True. That reminds me of 40 year old dudes yeah. <laughs> wearing coaster shirts. Any packs. That reminds me of the- taking a bunch of pictures. <laughs> I'm reminded of the time I spent uh, two separate trips going to Fun for All in Cranberry Township, just north of Pittsburgh, to go ride their Zamperla Minnie Mouse after being denied the first time. What park is that? <laughs> it's this little uh, FEC called Fun for All, like F O R E, because like mini golf. Uh, and they have one of them Zamperla mini zigzag coasters. And God, the first time I just had too much shame to really explain why I was there when they denied me to ride. But I ended up going back a couple of years later, taking time away from Kennywood to go ride the stupid thing. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I found like 
what made me feel less ashamed was I always would say something like, I'm in a competition with my friends and we're trying to see who can ride the most roller coasters and you just make it sound really exciting. Yeah. See, what most normal normal guys would have done is like, I'm in a competition with my friend. He believes I'm not going to ask you out, you know. Um, But instead, we're doing that with roller coasters. Pretty sure that ride up was like 15, so... E-stop. <laughs> did you have a prope- so did, did you have a propeller cap? Because you could have went for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and last week we were talking about wearing adult diapers. So Oh wonderful. Yeah. So what is the best kitty coaster you've been oh. on, Don? Oh god, that, that tiny one in Norway at Tuzenfried? The hell was that called? Is that a PAX, um, the PAX one with the blue track? No, no, that one's amazing. No, this one's like uh, literally like 20 feet in an oval. Um, oh, shit, I don't know. Let me just go with, with the dog fart coaster at Bon Bon Land just because that one's awesome. <laughs> that one looks pretty fun. I'm looking up this one you were saying at Tucson Fried. It's kind of like Tinny Mini or some something. Wasn't it? Wasn't it marketed as like the world's shortest roller coaster? I believe so. Yeah, like it was on the sign or something. Yes. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. It. It, it probably was. If you don't count those butterflies. Well, so so Silverwood they have that uh, that oval powered coaster too. Isn't that the same one as Tucson Fred? Diverb Bannon. I don't remember us calling it that. Oh, Teeny Weeny is what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> I went there with the uh, European Coaster Club. Shout out to ECC. They're still awesome. Uh, they're just as nerdy, but like they're European, so they have funny voices. Right. <laughs> but they, they, they do coaster trips too, and they're exceptionally well planned. Teeny weeny. That's hilarious. The smallest roller coaster in the world. That's great. Yeah. Well, what's the what's the worst coaster you've been on? Oh, uh, let's see. I don't know, any boomerang? <laughs> that's that's too easy, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Something unique. Um, how about do like I, do any of them stand out as bad? Uh, the villain was pretty terrible. Um, the the one half of Raging Wolf Bob's that they didn't re- replace that was pretty bad. Um, oh god, what else is oh, just awful? I wrote Goldricks. I don't remember it being that terrible, but I don't really remember it, so maybe it wasn't that great. Well, so I thought that ride was one that TPR hyped up as really bad, but everyone else kind of says it wasn't that bad. You know, the restraints aren't great. Yeah. Um, the backwards part of Expedition Everest is pretty bad. Damn. I know. I don't like going backwards. That's fair. Did you ever try uh, Batman when it was backwards? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was not. That was more of endurance than than fun. I think. 
<laughs> that was so fun. I really, really miss it. That that experience was like a top five roller coaster for me. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I don't get you know scared or panicked on coasters, um, but that one did it. Oh, shit. You know what I, I didn't mind that people seem to just hate with a passion is that Green Lantern coaster in a Magic Mountain. Yeah, though, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like I've run it, I rode it three times. I, I liked it. I wrote. A, I've, I've wrote, never ridden it. I've wrote other models of those. I liked them. I don't know. Maybe people hit it on a bad day, or maybe I hit it on a one good day. Maybe I'm so fat that I just fit really comfy. I don't know. I've never ridden it, but that's been by far all our guests on the show. The number one answer. Huh. Of just the worst. Yeah. But we ask a bunch of weird questions. Ben, you want to take a few? Uh, well, I was just trying to think of like, um, should we dive into some core theme parker? How about okay? How about this? How about explain your uh, like some of your first experiences on TPR and like how you were recognized by Rob and what made you famous and all that. Oh, okay. What's what's your what's your introduction to Rob? Um, Well, I started out as just like a Disneyland park nerd, and so I gravitated towards West Coaster because I like their forums. I like Knott's Berry Farm. Um, Rob was on there. My boy, Tommy Faircloth was on there. And so I kind of found out about the gap. Like my sense of humor is a little bit crude. So it kind of fit with that. And then Rob kicked his forums off and it seemed like he's just, he's really good about just adding content constantly. So it kind of was more of the place to gravitate to, but I was totally just unknown there for most of the time I was there until uh, I finally started traveling around and shooting uh, videos. And I started editing and I, I put out a DVD called coast to coaster thon my wife, Monica, and I, we took seven weeks in 2004, and we just uh, threw a dome tent in the back of our Mustang and drove all over the country going to every park. Uh, super recommend doing it that way. It was a lot of fun. So I took all that footage, and I put it on a DVD, and I was selling for five bucks on West Coaster. And then, you know, I sold like 17 copies. You know, Barry Hom got one. Um, <laughs> a couple other people got them. And then uh, uh, at that point, I got out of x-ray school, and I had a better income, and so we started traveling um, a little bit more frequently. And I actually put together a better, more produced release, I guess. And then I guess he caught wind of that. And uh, instead of just letting me sell it on his site, he's like, Hey, I thought of doing this affiliate DVD label program. And I'm like, okay, what's that? And basically he just gave me a cut. He would produce them, you know, pack them, package them, ship them. And I wouldn't have to do anything. So I was all about that. And so then I think it just kind of took off from there. Um, the first time I met the guy, it was before the DVDs. I was at uh, Downtown Disney in Disneyland. I was walking around the, uh, you know, one of the pizza restaurants that's out there, and I saw this guy, and I'm like instantly recognized him from the internet. At the time, you know, I was like 20 years old and super naive, and I'm like, oh my god, what's up? I know you. And he kind of just handed me a dish rag handshake and was like, okay, we're gonna go ride Indiana Jones or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool, that was that's fine. And then later on, you know, once he found out I had DVDs, he started contacting me calling me here and there and so you know it's kind of interesting yeah i was like wow you know this is kind of a community i just kind of following along in and now i'm playing a little bit more of an active role i guess uh so that was fun 
And then I remember when I met Zach, <laughs> uh, we were driving across country going somewhere and I stopped off at Valley Fair because I think we had a Cedar Fair pass and Renegade was opening and it was opening day. And I was standing in line for whatever the hyper there is. Uh, it was a wild thing or something. Um, Green Mamba. I forget what it's called. Anyway, and this guy's like, hey, are you Don Garrison or whatever? And I'm like, fuck this. Uh, why am I getting recognized at parks now? And uh, yeah, it turned out it was Zach. He was super cool. Hung out with him and his girlfriend at their motel room, swam in the pool. It was good times. Um, I, I followed that up with a, a European release called Dude, Where's My Passport? Um, all that was about 15 years ago. And here I am now. I do remember your Coast to Coaster uh, DVD because I think they it was included in the Tools on the Loose. That was true. That, that, yeah, that was bonus content for people that ordered it, um, mainly because mainly I still had it around and it was so shitty that I didn't feel right charging people for it. Well, I do remember like there was probably a couple of scenes that you sped up, but it had the like free pinnacle trial like watermark thing on the footage. Well, I think the thing to understand is this was just me fucking around and, and just pretending like I could, you know, I was just playing with the video editors, you know, so I didn't invest any time or money in yeah. this. Uh, when, I, when I finally found out I had like 60 minutes worth of footage, I'm like, I wonder if people wouldn't mind paying me five bucks to cover shipping and so they could get one of these too. Because I used to order those tapes that Rob made like every year and I was super happy when I got it. I got to see like all this footage of these parks that I never thought I'd ever get to mm-hmm. go to. So I was just trying to like, you know, provide that for somebody else maybe. Right, right. But yeah, yeah, I didn't pay for the the full release, so it had those watermarks in it. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you, like, join up with The Gap? Oh, straight out the gate, man. I was on there, like, uh, as soon as I was on West Coaster and I knew about it. Because Tommy kept posting his Lemon Jello, and I'm like, who's this, like, hardcore gangster thug kind of guy? Because I totally didn't know him at all. Um (laughs) <laughs> and then and then I got one of their DVDs and they didn't charge for nothing and holy shit I was like I don't even know what I'm watching <laughs> what is even happening uh, god those were amazing those Tommy and James yeah, DVDs yeah. oh yeah yeah so that was yeah th- their crowd was strictly much more my jam yeah shout out yeah shout yeah. out to Tommy Hollywood he's doing amazing right now yeah yeah, we're hopefully going to have him on in January. Hell yes. Yeah, if I could be a tenth of the, as cool as that guy, that'd be a success, I think. Yeah, he's he's a fucking baller for real. Yeah, yeah. His new movie looks sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I ain't never met John Waters, so yeah, props to Tommy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's just a, such a genuine guy, too, mm-hmm. you know? I'm a fan. Yeah, other than the real weirdos, it seemed like it was mostly pretty good people over at the Gap. Right, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, people that are quite prone to some drama, but yeah. I think that was, all, that was part of the fun. <laughs> totally. There was a lot of uh, drama that came out of uh, Florida, it seemed like. Well, yeah. I think, you know... With with that level of uh, drama p- prone uh, queens, uh, I think that's what you can yeah, expect. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Ernie from yeah, New Orleans. Oh yeah, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Shit, I wonder if we could get in touch with him and get him on the show. I wonder if we can get him to bring his uh, Six Flags New Orleans 3D photo book from his trunk. Oh my god, yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> I got. Hey, I won that on a Gap auction with, uh, with my food stamps. Oh, that's fantastic. I forgot about those stamps. <laughs> Wait, what did yeah. you win the book? Also, there was also one time when we, when we or no, we there was I won the book with dollars, and then I had the most gap stamps out of anybody, and then uh, I think Chris Spelson was supposed to send me a coaster dynamics model that I sniped from a uh, uh, Missouri guy. What the fuck is his name? Dustin. Dustin. Yeah, yeah. So I holy shit. I sniped Dustin on a. Uh, on the on the on the bidding because remember the bidding was literally just commenting on for on the forum topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I never got it though. Chris never sent it to me. I used to start these um like online beefs with people just to have, you know, uh adversaries, I guess, you know, just kinda all in fun. Two people took it seriously. Yeah. Um what one was that Steve guy, um, or his humor just doesn't quite match with my own. Uh, the other one was Dustin, who just like um, he really like took everything like personally. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> In his interesting marriage. So I yeah, I mean I, I've mellowed out a lot. Uh, I guess just with age, but I used to just have absolutely no filter of any kind at all. And so anything I thought of that had a chance of being funnier, I just put it out there. Yeah, you know? and you know. Some people just aren't into that, I guess. <laughs> he was one of them. <laughs> well, we're carrying on that spirit in oh the coaster God. world here. Although, <laughs> fantastic. Although, I think uh, it would be awesome if you did some coaster videos or something. Oh, uh, I <laughs> thought about it. Um, I just gotten so used to going to parks for fun and then leaving. Um, I did go to a, a coaster event two years ago, though. Um, a good friend of mine invited me to uh, Maurice Piers, and that was just awesome. My buddy Rob Akerman, shout out. Um, that was actually fun. I, I did ERT, you know, again uh, for the first time in like ten years, and then I got to hang out with Acers for the first time in like twelve years, and. Uh, yeah, I get. Yeah, I don't know. I it's cool. I guess. Yeah, like it's kind of you almost need a break from it. Do some real life shit, and then once you're kind of more established, it's fun to go back and kind of tap into it a little more. I mean, part of being a fanatic is just throwing all of your eggs in that one basket, and um, I just like to spread my eggs around. Right. Right. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, that's kind of how I am now. Like I. There's too many like hobbies and it's hard to devote all your time into one. So. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm just as happy going to Silverwood for a day as I am, you know, checking out a new Costco as I am, you know, flying through the air on my paraglider. So. Totally. Plus I have this new work hobby I started. What was that? I have, I have that new work hobby I started. Oh, right, right. 
so at the time, like I was living in West Virginia and I was working as an x-ray tech and um, I was kind of bored. And so I thought for fun, I would just throw an application together and send it off to medical school so I can get a rejection letter, frame it, put it on my wall, have something to talk about when people come over. Um, but then I got accepted. And so I figured, what the heck, I guess I'll, I'll try this. So I did that. And so kind of turned it into like a little career kind of thing. Yeah, that's shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, big ups, man. I, guess. I mean, like, I mean, like, although having a rejection letter framed was would also be pretty good. Is a be fun. I find setting a low bar uh, for success uh, ultimately rewarding. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, shit. I I have an interview on Thursday for that exact situation. I, something I'm not qualified for. Yeah, so, like you go for interviews and just see. Oh, some maybe something will happen. Yeah, well, you know, getting rejected by Kanye is still a you know a recognition, right? <laughs> it builds character and yeah, something to throw on the resume. Yeah, rejection. So roller coasters. <laughs> I haven't been rejection. to King, I haven't been to, I haven't been to Kings Island since before Banshee was open. You're not missing much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep meaning to go back there, but then just things that are way more interesting come up. Oh, wait. Actually, Mystic Timbers is awesome. I am, I'm kind of sore. I'm missing on that. So I think we'll, we'll clean that up this summer. Yeah, man. Mystic Timbers is awesome. I still don't know what's in the shed. Don't just set your hopes high. <laughs> Um, but you should definitely do a video. Do it like vlog style or something. What are people even filming on now? Because when I was doing it, I had that Sony Mini DV. It fit in my pocket for clandestine POV. Now I see people walking around with like you know huge DSLRs with dead cat microphones, and there's no way to hide that in your sleeve. What the heck? Right. No. Well, some people just use phones. Like they just record on their phone now, or GoPro, or. Whatever. Yeah, phone, man. I think at this point, most devices kind of have the same sensors anyway. Like they all have the same capabilities. So, right at this point, it's kind of all the same. But shit, those mini DV cameras, those are pretty great. The uh, <laughs> they were like it was like the uh, DCR, like two two ten or three ten or some shit. I liked them. I got a Wicked Twister POV clandestinely on one of those. Nice. Yeah. I had, a, I had a jacket on, and so I just kept it in my sleeve and just pulled it out once we were actually going. Nice. Well, shit. Uh, that, so did, you, did you ever use uh, wide-angle lenses? Yeah. Hell yeah. Once I discovered that, boom, it was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like, I would do the same thing. I would have the camera in my sleeve, and you just stick the lens out of your pocket or like out yeah. of your sleeve, and then it, yeah, it did a pretty e- good job. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> And then I, it was funny because I, I had a, a good setup and I went to Magic Mountain in 2010 and like I was trying to hide the camera. But after the second ride, I realized that no one gave a fuck about cameras at that park. Yeah. So like, or, cleaning, or, or cleaning restrooms. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what park has the best bathrooms in your opinion? Oh, Disneyland. Yeah. For sure. Are they uh, are there stalls 
I imagine they have a lot of handicap stalls. So the uh, bathrooms on the ground floor of the Grand Californian have like floor length doors, you know, so you're in your own little private chamber. That's magical. Nice. That's where Disney magic is. That's where it is, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Ben, you remember at Disneyland? No, wait, maybe it was at California Adventure, but it was on that trip in 09. And we were all pissing at the urinal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this dude was shitting so loudly. He's like grunting. He was like, (laughs) (laughs) And so we like, we're all just like, holy shit. We walk out of the bathroom and we all bust out laughing. Yeah, because it was one of those where like, you know, like when you're laughing and you're pissing, but you're still trying to, you're trying to have like a reasonable flow rate of urine (laughs) you're laughing and as you're laughing it's like spraying harder and harder like (laughs) you can't control it lovely yeah where was that at uh california's adventure california adventure whatever the fuck it's called oh the disney park okay yeah i love me some disney bathrooms well, that's my most memorable experience in a Disney bathroom by far. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was magical. Disney is all about the details. <laughs> yeah, that was actually just a soundtrack playing in yeah. the men's room. <laughs> Universal should steal that for Horror Nights. <laughs> that's a good idea. You're standing in a queue for a uh, for a haunted house, and it's just like, mm. <laughs> I think that was a haunt at Knotts for a number of years. <laughs> God, I loved haunt. I've never been to haunt. It was a period of six years where I think I went, you know, ten times a season. I've got a haunt tattoo. That was just great. Holy shit! Yeah, I've seen a picture of that. Holy huh? shit! I just remembered. Yeah. Worth it. Damn, son. Zero regrets. Yeah, I wanted to ask, since you're here, when did you first, like, uh, get into fucking ICP? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I was 16 years old, Petaluma, California. They were touring. At the time, I was following this band called Headboard uh, that would always play in Petaluma. It was during like the third wave ska scene. And they were kind of these two white guys that would rap. And then later on, they became a ska band. It was wonderful. And so they were listening to it and got me kind of interested. And then a buddy of mine, completely out of the blue, shows up to my house with this uh, orange tape cassette that was Riddlebox. And uh, he's like, this is rap. I don't know if you like it. I'm like, is that ICP? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, throw it in. Like since then, that was uh, 1996, I think. And then anyway, they went to, they did a show in Petaluma, which was my local punk hangout. And I was like, fuck yes, we're there. So we go there and they end up canceling the show after we get in to the floor. Um, And so me and my buddy were kind of dejected because it was our first time that we were going to actually see these guys. And I went around back and, you know, during the show, they take a a two liters of this Fago soda pop and throw it all over the crowd. And out there we saw the plastic, uh, you know, containers like that hold eight of these things, you know. And there was about 10 of them and we stole them all and throw them in my hatchback and drove away. So I guess the techs had to out, you know, load the whole entire show back out with loose bottles. Cause we took all the crates and for about <laughs> 10 years I had a stack of Fago crates and it was amazing. Oh shit. Nice. 
And so basically since then. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I've been have you uh, seen them? About thirty. Um I've been to two gatherings for a couple of years. We'd we'd follow the tour for like three or four stops. Um you know, I've met him a couple times. Monica knows him better than I do. <laughs> uh, due, due to some antics at a Valentine's Day show in LA. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're cool people. For sure. I got to meet Joe and Joey one time. That was pretty fucking fun. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. I dig it. It's just a just absurdity for the sake of being absurd, which you know I have a penchant for. So, yeah, well, I've been into that shit for a while too. You got to see um, Dark Lotus on the Black Rain tour, right? Yeah, I saw them on the Hatchet Rising tour. I saw them on the Black Rain tour. Um, Hatchet Rising is probably the best tour ever. I it was, saw that one. It was it, so good. It was like all five acts. It was them. It was Twisted, like ABK, Mars, whoever the fuck. Dark Lotus headlined. And as soon as one person's set ended, the other one just started seamlessly. So it was like five hours of straight show. And just my wig is still peeled back slightly from that. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> back then, it was like so easy to get up on stage, too. Um, and like, you know, stage dive off in the crowd, grab Fago bottles. It was just, you know... It was just fun, man. Totally. Um, not to not to drop a bomb in case you don't know, but like Twisted and ICP had this big falling out. Well, I mean, God, they've been together for thirty years. You know, at some point, you know, you just you have to do that to grow. I guess everybody's still doing good, so I, I still like everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, it, of course, it was some huge beef they did, yeah. too. We'll never know the details. You know, maybe someone is really super shitty. Um, but, you know, I don't need to know about all that. Who knows? I enjoy all their music. It's fun. <laughs> Shit, I even uh, I even got Ben to a couple shows. Remember that, Ben? Yeah, I was like in uh, 08, The Rave in Milwaukee. Yeah, you went to see Dark Lotus and who else? Twisted? Yeah, I saw both of the shows. That's uh, awesome. I saw ICP once. Oh, yeah. That was uh, at the Congress, right? In Chicago? No, that was in Milwaukee. Um forgot what year that was. I thought we did that in like 09. Okay, yeah, probably. Yeah. I just remember the rave. Like You could still smoke inside in the venue. And like... Some girl like smacked my arm and my cigarette went flying and it like <laughs> went on someone's head and then like he like looked back at me like what the fuck and I'm like what the fuck happened? It was a mess in that place. <laughs> that place was disgusting. But amazing. So, so Ben, someone from outside the fandom, like what did you think of an ICP show? I mean, I was 18. It was fun. Um I don't know, I just got high and smoked cigarettes. I smoked like a whole pack in two hours. Healthy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that was, that's, that's really all I remember. The music was good though. Like, like I've always enjoyed the music, but I've never been like a big music fan. Like I've never really like followed 
artist or anything, but I don't know. It was fun. 18 years old. It was a good time. I guess it just carries over for my, my love of just theming in general, you know, cause they are absolutely themed. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I mean like, yeah, like the whole like soda, the whole fago thing was, was a lot of fun. Yep. You nailed it. Yeah. I got a bottle of rock and rye right here. <laughs> oh, are we doing, what are we drinking? Oh, well I opened up a beer. I'll drink that though. We'll drink to to ICP oh. <laughs> though for sure. Cheers. I've got a Huckleberry cider um, from uh, One Tree out in Spokane, Washington. How is it? It's uh, delicious and uh, very berry tasting. Right on. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, man. Huckleberries, dude. Pacific Northwest thing. I'm super into them now. <laughs> so I don't think from- I've ever had them. So like they're, like they're like tiny delicious blueberries. Yeah, so I was gonna say like so coming from Colorado where it's like a fucking desert um, and like nothing grows, it's kind of nice being up here because there's so much fruits and berries and just lots of diversity in foods, which is kind of cool. There's new apples now. Yeah. Oh my god. So I. I had the experience of being showed around a farmer's market by another gay man and was introduced to the world of apples, Washington apples. And it's pretty great. It turns out it's a thing. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like when you go to the dispensary and you're like trying to pick out weed, it's like, well, these apples will last three weeks in the fridge. These ones will last three weeks off the fridge. These ones are good for pies. These ones are good for, caramel these ones are good for eating <laughs> i've had gay men show me their apples before but this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> they're turning the apples gay <laughs> no but seriously like all every single tent or whatever table that was selling apples the farmer themselves was also a gay man which is kind of funny too. Fantastic. I love that premise too, because it's so true. Because, you know, back in the day, as soon as somebody found out something that you had not written, it was the most spectacular coaster ever. And you're an asshole for never being on it. Right. Oh, especially if it got torn down and you never got to write it. Like Volcano the Blast Coaster was the most amazing coaster on the planet. Yeah. Despite it being up for what, 20 some years and no one ever really talked about it. I think I've written it twice. It was fun, but it wasn't like the most amazing coaster that's ever been built and will never be replicated. There was a volcano, though, guys. Remember? There was a whole structure, and it had two launches. My grandfather designed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wish they would have kept the Smurf ride. That sounded really cool. I never got to ride that. They bring it back, but it's like the movie Smurfs. Oh. Azriel. That would be their strategy. Nah, Cedar Fair wouldn't do that. They would call it Smur- they would call it Smurf Blasters on Smurf Hill. Although that would probably be in theme. <laughs> no, it'd be Cedar Fair. They wouldn't want to get the copyright, so it'd be like the Smiths. <laughs> the blue people. They would, just, they would just call it Firehawk, I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mountain coaster. Dominator. Holy shit. There's someone screaming outside. Well, invite them onto the show. <laughs> Go do a man on the street interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a bu- there's a bus stop like half a block away, so it and, and it's Seattle, so we have a very unfortunate um, mental health homeless population. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But one time I did get yelled at through the window because I was changing and I was naked and someone saw me on the fucking sidewalk and started yelling at me. Is that not allowed? I, I don't care. <laughs> I think you have a reasonable expectation of privacy within your own dwelling. Yeah, but my windows are wide open. Yeah, well, that's their fault for looking. I wasn't complaining. <laughs> well, all right, Ben. Well, shit. Let's go into let's go into some deep, deep Rob LV stories. Oh, so, great! I've been waiting. So uh, I don't want to hear the words "deep" and "Rob LV" that close together <laughs> ever again. Shoulder deep. Oh, <laughs> shoulder deep. Uh, oh man, cringe, gross. <laughs> that fucking video. Ben, you're talking about a married man here. I'm pretty sure you posted that video. Oh, oh well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Don, you remember that egg video? <laughs> Oh jeez, no! Now I'm scared. What am I not remembering? <laughs> the hard-boiled eggs, the like the Japanese video with the hard-boiled eggs, and <laughs> all right. What do you want to start with? Um, well, now that we got the uh, the the easy questions out of the way, <laughs> <sighs> all right. Tatsu Media Day. So I uh, I got invited to that because uh, you know everybody on the forums did, and they were doing this camp out the night before. And I'll preface this by saying that Alyssa's always been decent to me, so I don't really have anything bad against her. Uh, but I, I was at the sign-in booth or something, and I had heard, I mean, I've heard stories about her, and I don't, don't want to gossip because I don't have any first-hand knowledge. But I do have first-hand knowledge of her um, seeing some fanboys coming, and she was standing next to me, and she asked me to make out with her while they watched. And I was like, what? And um, that's as far as that went. But that's the only thing I, I know that I can talk about, but there are definitely other other rumors that are out there. Um, otherwise the rest of the media day was, was okay, I guess. Uh, was that the one where they opened the ride at 4am or something? Yeah. And so I had driven down and I was already tired cause I worked the whole day, drove down, but I was basically up all night sleeping like a vagrant out in front of, um, magic mountain with the other normal vagrants. Uh, and then riding Tatsu over and over, uh, I was kind of done after that point. Um, uh, but there was that, that was a little weird. Uh, I went on their Spain trip, um, and at this point, I had been on a couple of ECC bus trips, and I kind of knew the format, and I was trying to try to help them out, plus I'd never been to Spain. Uh, Monica had completely refused to go on the trip with them following the trip we had the year before, which is the story after this one. Um, I remember one time, uh, we were at Terra Mitica, and great park. I had a good time. Um, I'd gotten to the habit of just kind of going off on my own, maybe with just a few other people, and... Uh, one of their dark rides, it looked super cool. It was, it was like this, this trackless dark ride or whatever inside a uh, P2 
pyramid and it wasn't opening until like three thirty or something. And the, the rules or instructions were we were to meet at about three thirty and then, you know, discuss about when we'd be leaving the park for the day. And, um, I guess Alyssa really wanted to leave and I went up and I was like, Hey, I heard this is right. just about to open. Can we delay like 20 minutes? So we can all run through it. And it was like, no way the bus had to leave. So I was salty on that. Um, probably the, the best, the story that led to our falling out though, is something that I, I have dubbed Baldergate, which happened at uh, Leesburg. And so what had happened, this was the year prior and I was on a bus trip with the ECC and we went from what we do trying to remember what year that one was oh no this was the year that we were on our own in europe 2006 me monica and uh my my friend mike from salt lake city were touring around europe for three weeks and then we met up with the guys at Liseberg after they had done their uk trip i think this was their add-on they were doing so we decided to help them out and go on the add-on and we went to Liseberg. now if you're a member of the ecc at least back then you got free entry into Liseberg with a wristband because they were a member of VCC as well. But, you know, I paid, you know, TPR like 250 bucks or something just to go on their trip just to, you know, for fun. Um, anyway, so we had ERT on Balder. It was great. You know, we rode it like four or five times, basically empty trains. Uh, Monaco was pretty much done. I said, hey, let's ride one more time. We'll just wait for the front, right? And she's like, okay, I'll ride one more time just to do the front. So we're waiting for the front. There's one kid in front of us. So it's a one train wait. Train comes back, we get ready to get on, and Rob and his crew are sitting in the back of the train, and they come running up to us like, hey, we need to ride in the front right now. And I'm like, hey, we just want to do you know one more, and then we're going to go. There's like 20 minutes of VRT left. And then he gets all mad and like, dude, we everybody knows this is the rule. The reason that we do these trips is so that we can get footage, and we need to ride in the front. You know, This is after he'd already taped his camera and did all that shit. And so Monica was just like, look, you know, we didn't even have to you – know, involve you guys to be here today. We get in free with the ECC or whatever. We're just wanting to do one more ride. And she's like, fine, if it means that much to you, just go ahead. And he got like super butthurt off of that, you know? So we just walked away. And then later he comes up to me. He's like, you know, dude, I don't know what's wrong with your girl, but like, you know, this is the reason we need to do this. And I'm like, no, dude, it's, it's fine. Whatever. You know, we were just wanted to ride just cause we just wanted to get one more on the front, but it's totally not a big deal. And he's like, we help you guys out with all this shit. And like, I don't fucking care about, dvds you know i'm just trying to hang out with people um anyway after that that's when i got like the big band <laughs> uh i call it Baldergate. so how did the, um, how did the banding actually happen did you did he just like ignore you after that or no he, he, he was cool with me again for a little bit because i had another dvd coming out i think but like monica was just done with this guy um the next year is when I actually went on that Spain trip because I thought I was still kind of cool with him. And it was just kind of shitty the whole time. You know, uh, he's, it turns out he's just not very fun to be around <laughs> uh, or whatever. And then after that is when um, he's, yeah, he, they just kind of silently banned me from the site, uh, changed a little label re- reading over my name to idiot. And then uh, that was just kind of it. Because I emailed him like, dude, my password's not working. What's going on? He's like, I think it's working just fine. And I was like, all right, dick. Um but yeah, we're pretty much done with them at that point. Funny story. Um, Liesenberg's a great park, right? Uh, whenever coaster enthusiasts go there, at least for an event that I've been there, they let us go underneath Balder, take pictures, and get a Sharpie and write on the structure and put our names on there. So the first time I did it was with Rob and shit. And he put like, you know, TPR and big obnoxious letters and wrote his name really big so everybody would see it. And the next year, I came back with ECC. We all did the same thing. 
So I put my name even bigger right above his <laughs> when we went back the second year. <laughs> so <laughs> anytime anybody gets a picture of like him, like my name's going to be right in it. Um, I thought that was my kind of petty. Nice, nice. <laughs> and then I, w- I would be remiss, though, if I didn't <laughs> add this story about the theme park underground, which was uh, this pilot uh, TV show that they had thrown together. And they showed this, I think it was on the bus in Spain or in the middle of like a three-hour drive. So he puts this pilot on. And it was him, um, Alyssa, I think Dan might have been there, and then that guy they called the TPR Giant. And so they all went to Legoland in California and they filmed this just super cringy TV show where they basically picked like three main attractions, went to them, did the whole, you know, over the top twisty bit. And then at the end, two of them would be there with a green screen and they'd be like, all right, we're going to rate this ride on four categories, excitement, uh, nausea inducing fear and TPR factor or donkey love or whatever the fuck their other fourth one was. And it was just shit. Oh my God. And then they did a whole segment on uh, Rob making those apple fries. And he's just acting like, I guess if you just took Guy Fieri and made him even more insufferable, like that's what it was. Like Guy, Guy Fieri, Rob Alvey making apple fries, acting like a giant man child. Um, and then they called the whole thing like Theme Park Underground. They they recorded bumps like for commercial breaks, you know, like coming up after the break, we're going to get donkey-tastic on the fucking Technic the train fucking coaster on Theme Park Underground, you know. Oh, man. And I wish to God that they would have put it online or something because it, it's just <laughs> – I, mean, I don't know that my uh, pilot would be any better, but holy shit, man. Yeah, I'm sure – well, like I'm sure they probably had to like – you know, like when you do something for mass TV, you kind of got to dumb it down, especially if it's a little too nerdy. But I can just imagine them trying to do that and it just being all cringe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when you do that, something like that successfully, it looks like, you know, Birth the Conqueror. Right, right. <laughs> but, oh, uh, well, I mean, I was just embarrassed. I was just embarrassed for him. <laughs> well, no, I have a theory on this. It's like, goes back to the whole peak peaking in the coaster enthusiasm like he was a total nerd probably you know grew up you know whatever being a coaster nerd not having a whole lot of friends then becomes you know king of the kingdom briefly and then when trying to convert that into the real world you quickly realize that coaster enthusiasm enthusiasm coolness doesn't translate to you know the real world and it's like a self it's like a false ego with an infinite amount of effort, you know, you definitely can can max out that skill tree. Um, the problem is that skill tree is not very impressive. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Especially when, you know, when somebody I mean, like, you know, the Midway Mayhem guy just shows up and just completely outperforms you. Right. Well, so when, when you think was uh, TPR's and also Rob's peak? What were what were their when did they peak? Oh shit! What was the last uh, group trip they did? Probably then. Um shit! I don't even know. It's been a did, while. They did, they did, I think they did a Japan trip or something. It was like the last big one. Okay. Oh, it must have it must have been around the time that Rob was gotten de- getting denied on coasters in China because he was too fat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody from the trip was shamed into never speaking of it, or they'd be banned. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the moment. 
Well, shit, that was probably like that was like 2012, I think. So it's been a while. Yeah. Now he just does clickbait, YouTube clickbait. Right. When was the last time there was like a TPR video where they're like, "Hey, we're at this park. Here's what it's like. Let's go, you know, do some things and show how fun it is." It's it's just all, you know. Here's some 14 year old guy from the forums that went to this park's opening of this ride, and you know, we talked to the, whoever marketing and got him a media pass, and now we're going to monetize his video. Right. Yeah. Or he just he just kind of regurgitates uh, park provided POVs and just adds, you know, makes like thumbnails where it's like. OMG four looping four loops on a roller coaster. I know. I think he essentially just became like a Disney World mommy blogger now. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard about his newest outburst? This what Starbucks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, that was great. And then he brought it back up when he was in Japan. Oh sure, yeah, of course, because you don't let a stupid joke die. No, he goes he goes. Even in a typhoon, the the Starbucks here is open. That was very welcome. Japan is so much better. That's why, like, I thought it'd be funny to go to parks and just bring a Starbucks cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has a pattern of this stuff. I think to this day, I still follow the Hot Crusts uh, Facebook page because he got upset with this. Uh, you know, sandwich outlet in the Orlando area for, you know, fucking up his sandwich. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so he, he was like, don't go to hot crusts, you know? And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to like their page. <laughs> so I still get updates from them. I've never been there. Um, but if I'm ever in Orlando and I want a sandwich, I think I'll go to hot crust. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to hot crust. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I, I do remember their like weird obsessions with uh, chain restaurants every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I do that too sometimes. You know, were they super into uh, Carabas or Buca de Beppo? It was Carabas. Carabas. Okay. Yeah, totally. Carabas is decent. I like Carabas. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's like a notch up from Olive Garden. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I remember in one of their Japan videos, they ate at a fucking Denny's. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now, <laughs> I've eaten that Denny's twice. I love the Tokyo now. I will say, okay, at, like traveling abroad more recently, I will say, like, okay, so I eat a shit ton of food. I eat like 4,000 calories a day, and I'm intentionally bragging about that. So, like, when you go to Europe or any other foreign countries and you get a meal and the meal is only, like, 700 calories, you get fucking hungry. So, sometimes I'll just go to the to the American chain restaurants because I can drop, like, 2,000 calories on some shitty chicken tenders or burgers or whatever. Eggs over my hammy. To be honest, though, like, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's fun to go to these chains in other countries that just spot the differences, you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, and it, but, yeah, but yeah, the food yeah. quality is usually better anyway. Of course, because it matches it matches what the consumer you know expects in that region. So yeah, McDonald's in Japan is pretty good. Yeah, well, on its own, that's the thing. Is on its own, I guess it wouldn't stand out that much. But it was like every other video that I saw, they were at like McDonald's. Well, I mean, when you have a diet of plain burger, plain a plain hamburger, and plain pasta. 
I mean, you don't have too many options. It's like McDonald's, McDonald's. Oh, look, we found a Denny's in Japan. <laughs> I, there was a McDonald's around the corner we were going to go to. Let's go to the Denny's instead. I think my last trip to Japan, I was there for um, uh, like 10 days, and we didn't eat at a restaurant once. I was looking back on it because um, we just, you know, we just kept going to like 7-Eleven or Family Mart or Lawson or, or you know, just a bakery. Or just just the, the fast casual food in Japan is amazing. Even at the 7-Eleven, it's really good. In general, I feel like when traveling, grocery stores are sometimes the best place to go for food. Oh, for sure. Especially in Europe because, you know, all the cheese is super good. The bread's really good. Mm-hmm. It's affordable. Um, deli counters are a step above what we have here. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Plus it's fun to try like, you know, different snacks, you know, like what the hell is this thing? This is yeah. crazy. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Champagne flavored Kit Kat. Fuck yes. <laughs> oh, so wow. actually speaking of that, so they, you know, those frosted animal crackers. Uh, yes. So they make a, there, there's a Kit Kat frosted animal cracker Kit Kat now. Shut up. I need to find it. In, in the US? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. It's like a holiday. Uh, it's, I think it's like a holiday release. About fucking time. <clears throat> so go look for that. Oh, so we're plugging Kit Kats over here now. Kit Kat right. for days, yo. I do feel the least guilty eating the Kit Kat over other candy bars. I like it because it's like four things. <laughs> That's true. Kit Kat's a classic, man. Well, so um, where what new rides? What do you think of new rides? Just opinions, thoughts, feels. Fucking Rise looks amazing. Oh, Rise of Resistance. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that POV? It's fire, man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it looks really good. What's even new coasters this year? Orion, right? Like what? Like Giga, but it's only 280 feet or something. Yeah, whatever. It'll be all right. Yeah, 287. Is it a Giga or is it not a Giga? Oh fuck! I don't care. (laughs) It's one of the four new credits I have at Kings Island. So is it true that uh, Orion is the steepest of the B&M gigas? Because it doesn't look like it in the photos, but I, I I just read that, and I don't know if it's true. I have no idea. I feel like they would have announced that. Can we talk about steepest for a minute? Because like, all these coasters keep opening, claiming that they have the steepest drop, you know? Uh, like a lot of these, uh, uh, what are they, uh, fucking, like the Mac coasters with like the 97 degree drops? Mm-hmm. But dude, Sequoia Adventure at Gardaland has a 180 degree drop, like several of them, and it's had it since like 2007. So how the fuck do these other coasters have a steeper drop than 180 degrees? Right. I mean, I, I mean, it's, you could argue it's not. A, yeah. I mean, you could argue it's not a drop. However, there is that really fucked up SNS Screaming Squirrel in Russia that doesn't yeah. do a full 180. It does like 155 degrees or something, and it's more of an actual drop. Yeah, like, so, you know, what the fuck? I mean, it's, yeah, it's not a very good ride. It's not very fun, but that's 180 degrees, dude. That's a fucking steep drop. How do you get steeper than that, yeah. dickhead? Yeah. 
makes me angry. Now, I haven't ridden Takabisha or the one in New Jersey, which it sounds like. So to give a little bit of a plug, I guess, that uh, one train ops, I just saw the story from yesterday. Oh, really? It's one train? He was saying, oh, no, it's uh, it's another guy. But we, oh, okay. we haven't had Logan on the show, right? No, no, he's not a friend of the show yet, but uh, I don't know. We'll plug. Uh, have you ever seen El Toro Ryan on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, we had him on the show. And uh, Logan, one of his guys. Yeah, so he just uh, he just posted a story on Instagram yesterday at, at American Dream, and he was saying that it's like way more forceful than Takabisha. Um. So that looks fun, but looking at drop wise, like I, I still don't think that drop looks better than uh, Cannibal at Lagoon. Oh my god, that's that, amazing! Cannibal, yeah, Cannibal is really good. It's so good, I love it. And it, I mean, the door that door opens, and you've got just desert two hundred feet in front of you, just amazing. Yeah, and it's I like the restraints, um, and like. Um, I was I was kind of expecting more of a typical Gerslauer, just sort of kind of like a carnival coaster, but it's so big, like it's actually fun. Like the rest of the ride is a lot of fun too. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah. That park is great. Wicked is amazing. Yeah. Oh no, that park is like has entered my top five favorite parks. It's yeah. so good. It's an it's, it's another one that's so far away from everything that the only way you go there is to do like just that. Yeah. Or that plus some national parks. Yeah. Well, like it also has like a weird vibe. It kind of reminds me of, kind of has like a Kennywood vibe where it's really it's like kind of dated, um, and it's like up kept well, but they maintain all the old shit in there too. Sure, sure, yeah. A lot of the stuff from the seventies and eighties and stuff like, and they have a lot of good neon that they maintain, and their water park is fun. Yeah, I like it. I like that park. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. it's a little anachronistic, um, but yeah. So when I was there, um, I was buying my ticket and like I used my credit card and the guy asked for my to look at my ID and like he saw that I was from Colorado and he made a comment. He's like, oh, you picked a good day to go. And I was like, why is that? And it was Sunday. And he's like, you don't have to maneuver around all the Mormon families and their 20 kids. And like <laughs> And this dude is like probably in his like sixties. I was like, I was like trying not to laugh. Like I didn't know if he. Was <laughs> I just was like, I thought it was so funny. Like, yeah, like I love how I love how everyone in Utah hates Mormons. What? Oh yeah, I thought everybody in Utah was a Mormon. No, no, no it is like like forty percent of the state is Mormon, but everyone else hates Mormons. So they're constantly ripping on them. It's so great. I will say that that I'm a partial Mormon enthusiast. Like I'm not part of it or whatever, but I'm just like a fan that like it exists, you know, I think, well, once I found out that they had their own planet system and it, it was like a space cult and it's like uniquely in an American invention, like those, I'm, I'm in, man. I, I switched from following Scientology to following LDS because yeah, man. It's a little creepy, but yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's completely bonkers and I love it. Like same reason I love insane clown posse. <laughs> Well, that's kind of a religion in its own way. It's just ridiculous. I love it. The greatest thing is being on Grinder in Utah because it's all like headless torsos, and you know that most of them are probably Mormon. Oh, dude, have you heard about soaking? No. 
So this is a tangent, um, but there's this this premise at BYU University, I guess, and with other Mormon teens that like, you know, sex before marriage is forbidden, right? But hard to resist those urges. So they do what's called soaking, where you do penetration, but you don't like rhythmically go back and forth. You just kind of sit there, just let it kind of chill and kind of soak. And that somehow doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> It may just be an urban legend, but oh my god, soaking. Well, let's see. If if you can Google if I can Google soaking in Mormon and something comes up, then we know it's real. <laughs> let's see. Soaking Mormon. Uh okay, so it has at least ten links, so I'd say it's legit. <laughs> I mean that's better than the backdoor loophole. There's a Quora. Quora.com is Mormon like the real thing. <laughs> I think even if it wasn't a real thing, I think it's a real thing now. <laughs> right. <laughs> the poop hole loophole. That's what it was called. Okay. <laughs> Dick soak. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is like if you're Mormon and you've never had sex, like you could still probably finish that way. Like that seems, oh. it almost seems more dangerous because like you can't really pull out. Well, what's a downside, you know, early pregnancy and then, you know, you get married and then you have 10 kids by the time you're 25. Yeah. So. And then get divorced. Oh, well, I don't know if that's allowed. Well, you really, you leave the church and you know, go on a drug bender. And I've gotten to the point where the only way for me to know more is to be a member. But like, I know at some point I would get the boot and the worst thing to be is an ex-Mormon. Because then you're just shunned, so I'm just kind of stuck now with my level of enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, they... you're an outsider, Don. <laughs> Damn it! <clears throat> Go be a Mormon if you want to be a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to pay money is a thing either. Oh yeah, you got to teeth or whatever the hell. Yeah, like ten times. I don't know. I'm gonna pay my teething. <laughs> no they they need to circumcise your income yeah <laughs> like it i mean do you get a discount card though like if you're a member and, and you're teething with them you know of like mormon businesses <laughs> do, you, do you get like a 50 percent off card or something or is it like uh like my executive membership at costco where i get like two percent off the top back those are good questions I, every time I see missionaries, I always want to just stop them and ask them these questions. So, like, I smoked a joint in the temple, or like on the premises of the of the temple, uh-huh. and like the uh, whatever the dude with the suit and the tie and all that, like, walked over and he just told us to like. He basically was like trying to get us to like go to the, some website and come and join for something. Yeah. I tried to buy the t- I tried to buy the temple garments online, but like you have to have a legit membership card number to log in oh, to buy them. Oh shit! Yeah, that's as far as that went. <laughs> I want to ask him if there's like a trial membership, you know, like Wait, you- for ninety days, you know, until you have to start paying. Hold on, do you think those temple garments are on eBay? Let's see, temple garments are on eBay. I was gonna say, do you think Mormon ben, temple garments are on eBay? Ben. Repeat that real quick. Yeah. 
I wonder if in the history of coaster discussions, if any discussion of Lagoon has not devolved into Mormonism. <laughs> well, this may be ask a, another question, Don. I saw a couple months ago on Facebook yeah. that you had saw Ghost in concert. Yes. Fucking A, man. I love God, they're those. fucking amazing. Yeah. I got into them about eight months ago, randomly on YouTube. Videos showed up, and I'm like, who are these guys? And then... Yeah, they became like one of my favorite bands. And then they were they came through Spokane, so I went and fuck, it was a great show. Yeah, I saw him here in Chicago about a year yeah. ago. It was so good. Was it the um like the full two hour thing with the intermission? Uh was there an intermission? I can't it was it was definitely two hours. I don't know. My buddy Did they have an opener or was it like yeah, they, they did. Who who the fuck opened for him? Some band called like Twenty One uh, Salute or Twenty One Jump Street or nothing more. That's who it was. <laughs> My buddy Brian Farrell went to the same show in uh, somewhere in Ohio. I think. Shout out to Brian Farrell. Um, yeah, Ghost is amazing. So another another band that's like completely theatrical, costumes, set changes, uh, pyrotechnics, and the music's awesome so and they're from sweden and it's it's great so something right in my wheelhouse you know theme parks roller coasters theatrical bands and paragliding apparently and medicine Um, (laughs) well i'm with you on the theatrical bands and the theme parks I think Ghost is kind of like ICP, but in a different way. Yeah, like the kind that gets on the radio. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like the kind that uh, can be a little more sensible for marketability. I like Ghost. Got a mainstream satanic band. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mr. Zach, I have a question for you. What part that you've not been to would you most like to get to if you could just open a portal and walk in the front gate? Uh, That would be Disney Tokyo Sea or uh, Tokyo Ah, Good answer. That park is amazing. Yeah, whatever effort it takes to get there is is worth it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big Disney guy, but Disneyland's like by far the best park I've been to. And that one looks pretty amazing. So, uh, Tokyo is just you know the best version uh, of Disneyland too. Um, as far as you know, upkeep, maintenance, uh, uh, employee attributes, everything's just maxed out. Hold up, once talk about Disney, I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, um, I'll go park I've never been to. Uh, toss up between Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, that new Pirates looks amazing in Shanghai uh, with the you know rear projections and the you know different movements that the, the boat takes. Um, oh yeah, you know the mix of the, the, the projection mapping and the animatronics. It looks incredible. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, no one talks about that raft ride, but there's like a giant ass alligator animatronic in that raft ride. That looks great. I have not seen that. Yeah, and then uh, Hong Kong's got uh, Mystic Manor, so uh, I'd really like to go do that. I'm planning a trip uh, at some point, probably the next year, 
uh, I don't know if it's better to just go out and just hit both of those, you know, like Shanghai for a few days and then hit over to Hong Kong and back. I really want to do Singapore. Um, their Universal Studios looks amazing. <laughs> They've got this Puss in Boots coaster. It's like a suspended coaster with like a gondola holding like six people or something. If you haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. It, it just looks amazing. Huh. All right. Well, um, freaking Puss in Boots coaster. Man, I want to ride that. All right, park that you've been to before that you would really want to go to. Okay, all right. Um, oh boy, um, shit. Probably. God damn, that's a you can include one. ones that have, you can include ones that have closed. Oh man, that's a tougher one. Because um, then I, I put Kittyland in because that park was fun. Holy shit. God damn, you're you're stumping me on this one. What about you? Santa's land. Santa's land from a couple of years ago or five years ago. That'd been fun. Oh, uh I, I think Europa Park for sure. Oh man, that place looks amazing. That's the, like the first time I went to a park that was just as much fun as Disneyland was for like a non-Disney park. It was Europa. They're just we were there two days and just we were writing new things constantly for two days straight. It was amazing. Yeah, it looks awesome. And the theming I've heard is supposed to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I would look for some, you know, budget air carriers, you know, Chicago to like Frankfurt or something and just get over there and go check it out. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, um, so, wait, hold on. I'm going to go with um, fuck Carolines. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I haven't been there either since like before I went to Kings Island last time. Yeah. Fury. I really want to ride Fury. Yeah, dude. That Leviathan, awesome. Hey, Leviathan is better, but Fury is still good. Oh, Canada's Wonderland. Yeah. I got to get back there too. Yeah, and they got a, that dive that apparently is not forceless. Yeah, what is it? Y- Yukon Striker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Ben, it's a two-part question. Okay. Uh, park you've never been to that you'd want to go to, and then park you have been to that you'd want to go back to. Okay, so I really want to go to Fuji FujiQ. <laughs> yes. Um, because it has like... Everything I love in shitty U.S. parks, or like okay, the stereotypes I hear about Fuji Q make me interested, but also like Asianica and Fujiyama are two like really sought after coasters of mine. Um, as far as a park I've been to that I want to go back to, um, <clears throat> I really want to go back to um. Fuck. Good question. <laughs> I want to. I want to. You know what? I want to go back to the West Edmonton Mall. Oh God, it's on my list. I'm going there this year at some point. Like I said, if you ever just want to drive up there out of boredom, I'm down. Yeah, like seriously. perfect. Because I, I okay. bored. The winter here is killing me. I need shit to do. So, so I was uh, I was gonna go for spring break, and then. Um, 
I was looking at Florida, looking at West Edmonton Mall, driving to Mall of America, and then for the same price of flying to Florida, I found tickets to Honolulu. So, all along it is. Nice. I will say, going back to Fuji Q, I do have an Agenica tattoo as well. So there's that. Okay. Oh my god, that ride looks amazing. <laughs> uh, we Agenica. We have some trivia questions since you brought it up that we just randomly sure. do sometimes. Uh, we'll do. It's yeah. called RCDB. So, total height of the Matterhorn. Go. One hundred forty-seven feet. RCDB is saying eighty feet. That's bullshit. It's one freaking tenth of the or one one hundredth scale, uh, so it's one hundred forty-seven feet. Oh, the ride, uh, the height of the actual coaster track is probably eighty-eight feet. The height of the mountain is one hundred forty-seven, and animatronic inside is named Harold. Okay, how about for duration here? We're gonna go with yeah. Which side is longer, left or right? Oh, right, by about uh, ten seconds or so. Yeah, that's correct. You got it. Yeah, Fantasyland side. You are talking about my number one favorite coaster, by the way. Well, I mean that is a that is a super fun ride. Yeah, it doesn't disappoint. It's got it all. First two are still track roller coaster. First one duplicated within itself. Fucking, it's amazing. And if you ride later in the day and you know where to look, you can grab hats that people have lost as you're riding along. Oh, I suppose, yeah. You could probably touch the ground. Yeah, so if you look, you know, look ahead and make sure you're not going to get your melon smashed. You can totally scoop down and grab hats. I've gotten like 13 hats on that ride. Nice. <laughs> it's like a game. It pays off, man. <laughs> True. You can, you can ride it once and like scope out where they all are and then go back again and scoop them. Nice. If it goes down, they walk the track and clean them all up, though. So that like resets the whole game. <laughs> we're, we're, well here's the thing though were any of those hats uh sought after and also did you get lice uh to answer the second question no thank thankfully um but it, uh, it's like you know being in san francisco without a condom just a matter of time and uh true, true. i found like this australian cowboy hat one time i just drop them off at the exit though i don't keep them i catch and release gotcha <laughs> all right all right so you've been a disney cat for a while for disneyland yeah all right so original space mountain right top we're talking about the first 27 miles an hour 26 okay from that, from that guess, I'm gonna say you think it's more or less. Oh, probably less. Actually, RCDB has it listed at 32. Oh, are we talking um, Florida or California? Uh, Disneyland, California. Okay, that was the second one. That wasn't the original one. Oh, I meant for. Uh, the original at Disneyland because I know they redid okay. it in 05. I guess that yeah, was kind of confusing. I, Sorry. I'm sure the top speed's been about the same. <laughs> well, I was going to do the new one, but there's no information on RCDB at all. Oh. Uh, other than in version zero. 
That's true. They re- they removed the inversion when they read the track. Wait, which ride are you talking about? I'm not paying attention. <laughs> Space Mountain at Disneyland. Oh, that had an inversion? No, it didn't. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> ben, how many inversions are on Space Mountain? <laughs> 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 All right. How about legit question? Um, Disneyland Paris, Space Mountain. How many inversions? Okay, Disneyland Paris, Space Mountain, one, three. Oh shit! Yeah, it's got three. That one seems in my mind. I haven't been on all of them, but that one seems to have the right idea with actually being a launch. Right. I'll let you know after February when I get back from riding it again, because I don't think I've been on it since 2005, four, five, five. Yeah. I think it's Star Wars now, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, they probably did like a hyperspace mountain overlay. Yeah. What's weird about that one was uh, I remember looking at a, uh, there was like a roller coaster book and it looked like the track went up through the ceiling. So I, for, oh, right. for the longest time, I always thought it was like a shuttle coaster and I never... But then, oh. I would like, but then I would like look at the POVs and see all the shit inside. I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't add up. Like, how does this ride work? <laughs> it's like, I'm like, oh, it's just full circuit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Disneyland Paris. I'm going for uh, a winter trip. Shit, that's a good idea. Well, you know what? Like, I, I was—it was another thing where I was trying to go to Florida, and I was looking at the plane tickets, and the same price, I could go to freaking Paris. So, you know, I'm not going to Florida yeah, again. To the East Coast are really bad out here. What? What the hell is I happening? Know. It's it's starting to suck. Like, like to the point where, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, like for work because I I travel almost weekly, and like the idea of having to go to Raleigh or something is terrifying. Yeah, like $700. For $700, I can go to Paris or Tokyo or something, you know? So why am I going to bother going to Florida despite being able to hang out with Rob Alvey, my best buddy? (laughs) Don, I have a very, very obscure Disney trivia question for you if you're up for it. All right. Of course. All right. So you had mentioned Carousel of Progress earlier. This is true. You pretty familiar with that ride? I, I Yes, yes. Okay, so there is a scene in the Carousel of Progress where there's a man holding a fan in his hand. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. What does that fan say on it? (laughs) Doesn't it say like World's Fair 1910 or something? Ooh. It's a good guess, but no. You got a second oh. one? I'll give you a hint. It's a city. General Electric. It's a what? It's a city. Oh, Chicago. No, but also a good guess. Damn it. This is how much I've let my Disney nerdum slip. <laughs> this is an insane question. I heard it on another podcast. Shouts to Coaster Radio. They did it as a trivia question, and I was like, Oh, man, that's great. That's a hard-ass question. So the answer is apparently Niagara Falls. Oh, I see. I had to watch a video of Carousel of Progress, and I was like, oh, shit, yep, there it is. You know who would know that question? 
is the uh, drunk guy that was just up on stage last week during the Carousel of Progress <laughs> and destroyed <laughs> and, and destroyed a butter churn. <laughs> There's a video right now on YouTube. Somebody in the audience was recording while some drunk dude got up there, tore apart a butter churn, and then laid prone on the stage till somebody drug him off. Damn. So Carousel Progress is popping up everywhere. <laughs> um. So talking about Disney, I got to ask, what is your all-time favorite Disney ride? Well, the, the Matterhorn. Just, yeah, will always be the best. Well, we can separate um, rides and coasters. So, bitch. top Disney ride, top Disney coaster. Uh, ride. Let's see. Well, there's different reasons I like different ones. Um, for, for feeling up uh, girlfriends, Haunted Mansion. Um, for getting that special Disney Park credit, the caboose on the train. Uh, for being just amazing, the Jungle Cruise. Uh, for all around best ride in the resort, Indiana Jones. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. And obligatory, what is the worst Vacoma in the Disney parks? Mm. So what are our options? We got Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, Expedition Everest. Yeah, I think all the um, Rock and Roller Coasters. The, the Roller Skaters, right? Which are yeah. all pretty fun. I don't think there's a bad one, but what would be the worst one then? Uh, I don't know. Rock and roller coaster, I guess, but that ride's amazing anyway. That's fair. I mean, I I don't know. I just know. That Except the backward the the backwards part on uh, Expedition Everest sucks. Number one, I don't like going backwards. Number two, there's absolutely nothing to look at. It's just dark. You can look down and see, you know, backstage. It's all unthemed. Um, is that? I don't right? think it was like. I don't think it was necessary. It's not very long, right? It's like basically a drop and a turn. Yeah, you know, you, you you make that cool ascent. You finally get to the top of the mountain. You make a left turn. It stops. The track switches. Then you go backwards for like you know, uh, fifteen hundred feet or so. Uh, and then it stops again. A little scene plays out. And then you go forward and back into the drops and everything. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's very gimmicky. <laughs> of its time the, uh, well like plus the actual yeti didn't work for a while right it still doesn't yeah it's, it, it still doesn't it's not going to oh shit. strobe light disco yeti disco yeti um <laughs> but like you know I, I can see them putting like some projection mapping in that backwards area like on the wall as you're going you know being chased by something or something to look at you know anything it's just dark backwards right right interesting you know what would have been cool is if they had technology then to put a drop track, you know, so you'd like the Yeti comes out, you hear a roar, and then you just drop. And then, you know, track tips forward and you continue on. I think that'd be fun. But um, I'm not Joe Rody. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have uh, two pounds. Shout out, to, shout out to Joe. <laughs> you don't have two pounds of um, earring in your ear. You know, one of my favorite other little channels I watch, um, some jerk with a camera. He's a you know Disneyland guy. Um, they were doing a little skit, and he was Joe Rody, and he actually had like his his keys just hanging from his ear, and it was amazing. <laughs> oh wow! 
<laughs> that guy makes some really smart, funny videos. For sure. Yeah, like he does this whole series where he looks at ABC television sitcoms that went to Disney, um, from like Roseanne to Step by Step to Full House, and does these multi-part freaking episodes. They're just amazing, especially if you like Disneyland at all, or just you know that kind of pop culture. His jokes and everything are great. I love it. I watch them all the time. All right, nice. for sure. Yeah, so shout out to some jerk with a camera. So we <laughs> like to ask. Um, for a hot take here on the show and the best sure. one we can get in the coaster world nowadays is topper track. Right. Is it wood or is it hybrid? Um, neither. It's a Ferris wheel. I don't know. Fuck. Cause um, if it's topper track, it's a, still a wood coaster. It's got a wood structure, you know, wood coasters have always had running steel. And so all you've done is change to a thicker running steel. So if it's just the topper track, it's uh, it's wood, man. What about like Goliath at Great America? Um, oh okay. fuck, I don't know. Because like that, that has, that has like a, that's basically an arrow track with yeah. by fours under the rails. That's all steel, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So the the coaster world now defines that as a wood coaster. So that's why we we ask that as a hot take. So what do you consider like that kind of coaster? I would say, I guess I'd still call it wood. You know, the, the, the structure that is, is forming, you know, the trough for the track, you know, well, what about like, it's whatever Excalibur is at Valley Fair. What's like, what's that? That's steel. That's steel. That's like a mine train, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, basically you just built a different mine train with a wood structure. So it's probably steel in the coaster world is wrong. <laughs> yes. Like I don't I just I think hybrid is like a perfect balance. It's just like at that point it's like you know what if you could argue both materials then there you go. Right. Hybrid like if cuz like Excalibur is a clear definition and uh fuck. The voyage. All right, Cedar Creek Cedar Creek mine ride. What's that? Steel. steel. Yeah, so it's steel. But like the voyage. <laughs> wood. Yeah, that's a wood coaster. Right. Yeah. But those are right. both you, considered hybrids now, which is very weird. But why is why is Voyage a hybrid? Because it has steel supports. So did Villain. Right. A lot yeah. of wooden coasters do. Coney Island alone yeah. is a steel coaster. Yeah, it's like very odd. But I think the only real hybrids, you can just define it by the track. So, but the, the topper track is always weird because it's like, you know, Outlaw Run, Goliath, Lightning Run. You know, but are there, are there still eight layers of, you know, two by eights there, no, like, you know, forming, forming the track? No, it's like all it is is lit, it's just four two by fours. Oh, uh, okay. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think they're, they're log flumes. Perfect. <laughs> log flumes. Goliath is a log flume. How about that? Makes about as much sense as arguing over anything else. It is a dumb argument, but I love it. Yeah. So if a coaster, let, let's get more nerdy. If a coaster gets a new train, is that a new credit? Well, no. That's where the real money is. No. no. 
No, yeah, I, I agree. And, and the reason, the reason, the reason this is relocated is it's not my fault that they were cheap and got a used ride. But no, so the reason, the way that you can tell is that you know what is a roller coaster? Is a roller coaster the train or is it the track and the structure? Right, because if you see a coaster that's been abandoned has no train at all, you can look at it and say that's obviously a roller coaster, right? And if you look at a train sitting in a field, that's a, a coaster train. That's not a roller coaster, right? So, anytime the structure is different, then that's a credit. If the train is different, fuck it, it's not not a credit. If they turn the train around, that's not a new credit. So what about what about Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure? Yeah, that's completely a separate credit. That's a totally different structure. I agree. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like it's weird how the newer coaster generation, how they're defining shit because they're the new. I I feel like there's actually a shit ton of people that count like relocations and uh, stand up to floorless as new credits. Yeah, see, they didn't, they didn't participate in these discussions back when we invented them <laughs> 10 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this shit settled for a while. But it's like, that whole, there's always this whole like, oh no, we count, you know, I, I count the experience. But it's like, okay, yeah. so like. Well, for, for that reason, you can count your mom as a credit. <laughs> <laughs> I like think about it. I mean, if, we, if we're counting experiences, I'm going to count every time I'm sober. Every time I'm drunk, when I'm high, yeah. like those are three credits. There goes I'm a fucking fifteen hundred or some shit. Wait, I'm at three yes. credits tonight. So it, what was that? Wait, I'm at three credits tonight. All right, how about this? Um, you, you're with your woman vaginal, and then anal three weeks later. Is that uh, two credits? Because <laughs> it was it was the same person. Don't forget, but two different experiences. You can get blown. That doesn't count. What about like a really intense handy? That, that's only like third base. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a handy a full run or a poker. Yeah. So what if you break up or get divorced and still hook up? Does that count as like a new new experience then? Because she's been relocated. <laughs> Sorry if I, this is misogynistic. I'm not woke. I mean, you could flip it around. Just, how about just talk about gay dudes or lesbians? Yeah. How long do you have to soak for it to count as a credit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what, what what are your tongues doing at that time? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think you're allowed to look at each other while you're doing that. Oh. Yeah. What, what would Urban Dictionary call that position? I don't know. I think you'd have to ask BYU, since they're the inventors, the originators. Well, God. if you're not allowed to look at each other, it would have to be like doggy style position. So it'd be like soak style. <laughs> doggy soak. Doggy soak. You both pray <laughs> to the Book of Mormon while doing doggy style. A soggy doggy. <laughs> I'm glad it came on tonight. Yeah, this is the, this is That's the what he said. <laughs> oh, they have so much to teach us about their culture. Yeah. You ever see those Mormon bait bus videos? 
<laughs> no, but I'm Googling right now. Yo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Are there are there so are there soaked videos on Pornhub? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm not gonna I can't do it on this computer, but how about this? I'll Google that too. If if it shows up. Oh, it's just coming up soaking wet. It's like totally different. <laughs> Damn it. We're going to have to start our own channel. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Pornhub this on soaking. Oh, did you already do it? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. The yeah, real question soaking, here is like. I got soaking wet pussy, soaky wet panties, soaking wet <laughs> pussy fucked, soaking the bed, soaking panties. So what we have here is a uh, a growth industry because there's a lack of content. Well, then we have a friend that we could call who knows the business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, the real question here, though, is like... When was the first dude who got caught soaking that was like, look, it doesn't count as losing your virginity, so it doesn't count as cheating? He should get a grade in his persuasive speech class, because that's that's some next level <laughs> per- persuasion. I was just soaking. <laughs> yeah. No, no. If we If we just soak it, it's okay. <laughs> it's almost it's like taking a bath. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for a soak, you know, that's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh hot Lord. All right. I'm having I gotta pee again, FYI. Oh my god. Okay, so when you drink beer, if you start peeing, then you've opened the floodgates. You gotta hold it in until you can't. Anymore. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. No, that's that's medically sound, I think. Well, like if you drink two gallons of, I drink like two gallons of water a day, so I literally pee every twenty minutes, and that's just sucks. <laughs> Man, I wish I could think of a way to help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. You know, if you're at a park alone and you go to see a show, uh, when you walk by the soak zone area, is that where you should try to pick up chicks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, every time I go to Soak City now, that's oh, all I'm going to think about. <laughs> no, like, it's funny because when I worked there, we always made that joke. Soak City? You mean Salt Lake City? <laughs> uh this is fun. Oh my god. Oh my god. That means that there's like <laughs> some creepy dudes that are like going up to young girls like, hey, wanna soak? What about have you written Steel Vengeance yet? I have not. Um uh, Yeah, I, I think it's just too overhyped, so when I go to the park I just don't even go on it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I haven't been back since it opened. Bruh. It is good. I don't think it's number one, but it is very good. No, no, I'm very enthused on trying it. Um, are they getting anything else like this year? Did they announce anything? 
Well, next year is their 150th. Oh, okay. So, um, actually, uh, a buddy of ours who works at the park, he, like, was sending me pictures. Uh, They're doing it tomorrow. Oh, are they announcing? Yeah. But I don't think there's going to be any coasters or anything, so... Yeah, what, well, shit, shit, there we go. Discussion topic. What do you think they're doing for 150? Um, they're gonna they're gonna break the 150 foot mark with a coaster. Uh, no, they're gonna add 50 feet to Gemini. <laughs> are they gonna RMC it or are they gonna GCI it? They should RMC Gemini for sure. That's <laughs> the only thing that makes sense. It'd be a, a kind of a cool looking ride. They should turn it into a Mobius track, and then people will know their their credit counts. Yeah. Oh my God. Fuck you, Twisted Colossus. <laughs> That's three coasters now. Actually, it counts as six credits. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Wait, no. It would be four because if you got both sides from before. And then you ride it once and get two. No, I, I don't. I, I think. Uh, I think. I think it's just one now. But it is a new one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's still failing one. Same yeah. with West Coast versus. Why the fuck do they need two Mobius coasters? Like, oh, I, is, is that a Mobius? I have not been following that at all. Well, hey, hey, remember? Okay, Zach, remember? Like a month ago, we were making, we we're joking about how it wouldn't open before the end of the year. Well, it's the 10th and they're testing it. So they're testing it. And, and I'm going to be there on the 27th. No way. So you might actually, you might actually get on it. It's possible. If it actually opens, (laughs) are you going there for another reason? No, I'm going to Arizona for Christmas. Oh, I see. Uh, with my girlfriend and with her family there, and then she's like, "Hey, do you want to like go out to Magic Mountain and Nuts while we're out west?" And I'm hell like, yeah, yeah, totally. So good. That, yeah, that that seems like a strong thing, especially since uh, Rise isn't open yet until until January. Hey Zach, when do you when do you what are your dates for going out there? Uh oh, very wisely. I'm pretty sure day after Christmas is knots, and then the twenty seventh is Magic Mountain. Should I change my flight to go to Magic Mountain before I go to Seattle? Yes. Okay, I'll look into that. I could actually, yeah, because I'm flying that day, so Don, you want to go to Magic Mountain right after Christmas? I do. I am working. Um, otherwise, I would. I'm doing See, this. This is the greatest thing about being this. Is, this is adults roller coaster enthusiasm. You just fly on a whim to a park. Yeah. Well, we have been talking about Hollywood Nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to go to Hollywood Nights? I need to be. You need to keep reminding me of that. Okay. Okay, May, last weekend. Okay. 29th and 30th, I think, are the dates. That's a weekend, right? It's a Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it's 29, 30. 
I think that's like my kid's last weekend of school or a week of school. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be fun. Because another uh, Jonathan. I just don't want to be that guy that that goes to parks, you know, without his kid. What was that? Oh, I just I don't want to be that guy that like goes to parks without his kid, you know. Like, stay here, kid. I'm gonna go to Kitty World for credit. (laughs) You stay in the car. There was some uh, story uh, back in the day about a guy going to Chicago's Kitty Land and left his wife and his kid in the car while he went in there to pay like you know twenty five bucks to go ride the wooden coaster and leave. And it's like. It's like, what, what are you doing, guy? You know? There, wow. But maybe they didn't, maybe the wife didn't want to go in. Well, yeah, but it's fucking kitty land, and you left your kid the freaking car to go Creho, you know? Right. Well, I'm just running in, and it's 20 bucks. And it's like, let's fucking take your kid. It's 20 bucks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who that guy was, but he sounds shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was getting roasted on like RRC or something back then. Nice. Because I think he posted a trip report. And he's like, yeah, I left the kid and the, and the wife in the car while I went in. I hit the flume and the Ferris wheel and the Woody three times and bought a t-shirt. <laughs> Shit. Good Lord. Yeah, that was a fun park. No, it was fun. And they had the unlimited soft drinks. Yeah, it was great. Fuck them for closing. Fuck yeah, them for yeah. Fuck them for closing and fuck Astro World for closing. I didn't even. I didn't go to Astro World. Was it a shithole? Uh, I had a good time, and I was there in like July. Shit. Oh yeah. We did that. God we damn. did that on that cross country trip um, in 2004, where we went to every amusement park. And I missed the um, the mini mine train. I didn't know about it. Which one? The there, there was an Aero Mini Mine train in addition to the regular Aero Mine train, and I didn't realize that until after I went there and was looking at an RCDB, and there was actually a different one. Um, oh. Six Flags Over Texas also has one of those little mini mine trains. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, you're right. Yeah. Oh, if we could circle back to the beginning of this whole thing when you asked me about like worst coaster, I think for me and my size, Timberline Twister at Knott's Berry Farm is probably the most uncomfortable one. Ooh. <laughs> I I remember like I wasn't allowed to ride because like I I tried to sit into the car and it was like there's no way yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um when last time I was there I let my kid ride it and she looked at me like this sucks why'd you put me on this <laughs> and then we rode Jaguar and it was amazing so yeah probably Timberland Twister yeah real quick before uh we round round this thing out. Uh, we like to pay tribute to a dead ride. So, seeing as you're our guest, yeah. Don, what ride are we going to pay tribute I get, to? This I guess day? it's going to be Speed at the Sahara in Las Vegas. Oh, good that call! Was, that was a fun ride. It was different at night as, as during the day. You know, um, it, there's nothing bad to say about it. I really liked it. I miss it. It sucks they took it out. Go speed. Speed the ride. Yeah, that ride was awesome. Yeah, for sure. When was the last? When was the last time you rode that ride? I think it was in Tools on the Loose. So two thousand five. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. We, I do remember we, we wrote it and then we waited outside. Oh, shit. We waited outside for like 20 minutes for them to send it so we could take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Be- oh, that's right. Because uh, Chris wanted the red train for his video. Remember that? Yeah, because that's even in my old video. It's like you two standing there lining up your angles before I got in place next to you. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was trying to get a video of the red train. I think it was a red train. No, maybe it wasn't. Well, the Whatever. ride only had one train. Whatever. So. Yeah. Anyway. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, one train ops. No, but I remember you bummed a cigarette from like this like nasty woman, like and she was a marble light or something. <laughs> and we split it. <laughs> the, the nasty woman or the marble light? Uh, both. Uh, we were 19. I was 19. He was 20. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What you do when you're under 21 in Vegas? I know. <laughs> Collect trading cards and, uh, yeah. But yeah, since, since that coaster since that coaster's dead, nobody could ever ride it. If you didn't ride it, it was the best ride in the world. Fuck you. You suck. It was, it was good. It was, <laughs> it was good. so good, yeah. It was amazing. Go buy tools on the loose and watch it. <laughs> oh fuck. You should uh try to do like a YouTube thing where you pay you know, charge like ninety nine cents for the whole thing. Yeah. You never know. I don't know how to get around all the copyrighted music. Oh, yeah. Just put them up video by video. It'll flag them. And on some, it won't let you have them. But then on the rest, it just won't let you monitor yeah. them. God, I can't imagine watching that stuff again. I've got them all in a box in my garage. I've got that. I've got Dude, Where's My Passport? My international follow-up. Um, oh, Spun and Disoriented was my uh, unreleased third one because I had that falling out with Rob and never got to release it. It's a mix of America and uh, and Japan, our first Japan trip. Oh, and then I, I was working on my fourth one, uh, Destination Domination, and I, I finished a couple segments, and I have no idea where that footage is. Nice. What was that one? That one was uh, our, our 2006 Europe trip. Okay. Which was the best trip. We flew into Amsterdam three weeks. We rented a car and just drove everywhere. Like, drove all the way to freaking Tozenfried. It was great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Damn, dude. That's totally worth it. Yeah, we did, um, uh, you know, Belgian, Netherlands, Bobbian Land, Toverland, Efteling, um, drove over, hit Europa, hit Fantasia Land, went, actually went all the way down to Switzerland for a day, went to France for a day, uh, went to Bonbon Land, Copenhagen, Tivoli, which is freaking amazing, uh, Bakken, over to Liseberg, up to Tausendfried, cross over top of Denmark and hit every little park all the way down back to the Netherlands. It was great. Highly recommend. Super easy to do. Tivoli, man, that park is amazing. Right yeah. See, this is this was all in the lead up to where I was going to launch Don Coaster and start doing my own trips. Um, before I started realizing how much I didn't like doing group trips. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you could have well, gotten it at least if you would have organized it. You would have essentially had free way to travel. Yeah, I mean, I would have did it just to break even, just to have fun, because, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, like, I really want to do a group trip next year. It's kind of my goal yeah. to do maybe, like, a Japan one. I've always 2020? 
Yeah, like I've always wanted to do like a like a like a planned group trip just to do it once. Okay. But like um, I never know like I didn't it's been I've been so out of out of the loop for so while. Out of the loop. That should be a podcast. Um but the uh you know what I'm saying like it's just I don't know like who to go with. Yeah, I guess we'd have to, you know, start by judging interest. Um, the good thing about doing a trip to Japan is it's totally scalable. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting a motor coach versus a van or anything. You know, everybody gets a rail pass. You know, we, I, I can plan the days and we just meet, you know, we do that park and then we have some free time in the evening so people can, you know, go to the hotel and rest or they can go hang out, do some side projects, you know, and um, and just have a, a, an itinerary with some some flexibility built into it. I think it would work. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I don't know about like contacting parks and getting walkbacks and that type of shit. That's a lot of work versus just setting it all up and you know making it easy for everybody, right? You know, but I've been four times and yeah, dude, it's I, I, I want to share the country with as many people as I can. It's great. Um, and depending on the mood of the group, we could throw in some cultural stuff too. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, you know, and probably end the trip at Disney. So if people want to do two days and leave, they can do that. And other people want to do four days and hang out. They can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, well, shit. Yeah. yeah I want to take advantage yeah. of the West coast flights. Oh yeah, for sure. So. And you know, one of the things that we did, um, we were at uh, Yamiuri land, great park. And uh, we got done at like three o'clock and we were able to go over to Disney Sea for their evening pass and just spend like, you know, five hours at Disney Sea just sticking around one night. It's totally fun. It's like bonus Disney Sea day. Yeah. I think in Japan, I know a lot of parks I'd want to see. I just want to go and ride all the shitty Togos. Yeah. I really want to ride Ijinaika. And Dodompa and Hakuge. Of course, I want to go to Disney Sea and Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, throw a Yamiuri Land in there. It's easy to hit. Um, you can do Tokyo Dome anytime and get Thunder Dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, Blue Fall, if that's available. Yeah, we even went back to Tobu Zoo this time, too. Oh, that Intamin Megalite looks really cool. It's fun. Kawasemi or whatever. Yeah. Kawasemi, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, it's a cool park. It's a bit more desolate than I remember it. Um, they lost that looping mouse. That thing was fun. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, the park's a little more run down now than it was when I first started going. Oh, and freaking Regina just got closed. It was like one of the I only heard about that. one of the only wooden coasters in Japan. We were there like a week before. I guess they just closed it forever, um, so we got to ride it. Nobody was in the park. We trained to ourselves the whole time. Uh, it was and it was running great. It was just a fun ride, super smooth. Uh, I couldn't believe it when I heard they were getting rid of it. So was it the best coaster ever? Now that it's gone, absolutely it was. Yeah, best wooden coaster by far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steel Vengeance, fuck you, dude. Regina is where it was at. <laughs> that looked interesting too because it didn't have uh, intimate tea bars. No, no, and like a so- a solid pop of air coming up off the first hill, um, and then just smooth. It was like it reminded me of Ghost Rider when Ghost Rider first opened, like just smooth and fast and fun, and yeah, it was great. Nice, Regina. 
So, Don, yeah. they can check your channel out at Don Coaster. Don Coaster on YouTube, on YouTube yeah. D-O-N-C-O-A-S-T-E-R, one word. Um, there's some coaster shit on there. It's pretty old, but enjoy my paragliding videos. All right. Thanks a bunch for being here, Don. Um, happy holidays, everyone who's listening to this, because it's been a very holiday episode. And until next week... Your, Your favorite, favorite, favorite coaster, coaster sucks. sucks.